Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. All right, grown-ups, you can be seated, and kids, you can find your way to the front and take a seat. Oh my goodness, it is so, I, I love Kids Sundays. It's so great to have you all here. I think our worship's a lot more joyful when you all are here with us. Come up to the front. All right, as you're coming to the front, I want you to think of a question. Do you guys, and if you, so I, I'll call on you, if you, you're going to have to raise your hand and I'll call on you, okay? And we can only give one answer at a time. Do you guys ever have to knock, knock on your parents' door in the middle of the night? Like if you're, you're asleep, you wake up and you go and knock on your parents' door in the middle of the night. Have you ever had to do that? If you do that, I'm curious, what do you ask for when you go and knock on their door in the middle of the night? Elliot, yeah. You don't even knock on the door. You just go right in. That, you probably aren't, I didn't even think about that. Just ask him, what, what do you ask him for? Oh, okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't hear you, but I, it sounded really, really like something worth doing. Um, <laughs> Levi. Okay, so Levi also doesn't knock on the door. He just goes right in and tells him he had a nightmare. So when you have a bad dream, is a time. All right, I've called on two boys. I've got to call on a girl now. This is a combo raised hand here. Maisie and Darcy together. Okay, all right. What, do you ever knock on the, your parents' door in the middle of the night? No, we don't knock on their door. Darcy just goes in. Do you just go in too? You only knock on the, why do you knock in the morning, but you don't go, you just go right in at night? She doesn't know. <laughs> why, why, do you, why do you go into your, their room in the middle of the night? I'm like everyone. Because nightmares. Yeah, you get scared. Okay. All, all, alrighty. Miriam. Yeah. 
She, uh, Miriam also, we have also all the kids just open the door and come in. All right, I'm going to take one more. Isaac. Okay, so we have a knocker, everybody. It's, I, I mostly just come upstairs. Why do you go in? Just Why do you knock? You just like to knock. You just so you don't have a reason for going to your parents' room in the middle of the night. You're just like, I just want to go knock. To talk to them. That, that's a good reason. So you see something scary on YouTube. Okay. Oh, you can't. So there's some reasons. You can't fall asleep. Or you're scared. Or Isaac just wants to go talk to his parents. So, well, an interesting thing, guys, is I, when I was a kid, I, I thought that this is something, I just learned this, like, in the, over this past year, and I'm 32 years old. I, when I was a kid, I was always so scared to go knock on my parents' door in the middle of the night. I thought they would get mad at me. I, th- I, would go, I remember going up to their door and being like, scared to knock. But then I just found out over the past year, I'm the oldest of, I've, I've uh, two little brothers and a little sister. I'm a bit older, I'm older than all of them. I found out just this past year from my parents that apparently my brothers were just like you guys and would just go straight into my parents' room. And this was just a rule. I, like, I was scared of something and I don't, I don't even know why. Yeah, here's a, 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 here's, let me give you guys another, another scenario, okay? And so we're about ready to go back to school soon. So maybe it feels like you haven't been at school in a long time. But I want you to imagine a day where you go to, sc- go to school and you've had a long, tiring day at school. Maybe you've had to do a lot of work there, or you've had subjects that day that you didn't like. You've had a long day at school, and you come home, and you're hungry, and you're tired, and you see your mom or your dad for the first time since the morning. What are some things that you would ask your mom and dad for? i got to call on new people. Yeah, Hazel. You'd ask for a bedtime snack in the afternoon, Hey, it's like, it's like fruit roll-ups or something. That'd be great. No? She's thinking about what the bedtime snack is. Okay, uh, Desi, what would you ask for? I would just go up to people and just get my own little toy and unlock the door and just go up. Okay, okay. You unlock the door and go in. So now in this new scenario, we're just in the afternoon after a long day at school. And what would you ask your parents for? You're, he's only five. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, Anna, what would you ask your mom and dad for? You ask them to play. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, it's like you've been at school, and now you see your mom and dad for the first time. You want to give them a hug and play. Yeah, Adrian. Play you, you ask your parents if you can play Minecraft. I, I feel that one. Um, okay, I've already... New, is anyone who I haven't called on yet who wants to answer this question? Long day at school. All right, Graham and Evan, you guys are talking amongst these, you, yourselves. What, what would you ask for after a long day at school? I know you guys have long days at school. Okay, Evan, self-sufficient, would make himself a snack. Thank you very much. And, and then he would, but he would ask for permission to play video games. So similar to, to Adrian's answer. Okay. Yes, yes, Everett. What would you ask for? Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. What do you, what do you say? Hop in the window. 
You want to ask your parents to hop in, the, hop in, in, in and out of the window. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. So, so, in these, so thank you guys for your, some of your answers. I really loved hearing you guys' answers to both of those questions. Um, and if you have other answers to some of these questions, I would love to hear it after the service. Okay? So, in these, this is us going and asking our parents for things. And in the passage we just read, Jesus' disciples, I would love to hear more answers from you guys. Um, I'll, I'll, love to hear, I'll talk to you guys afterwards, okay? Jesus is teaching his disciples about how to pray. And when teaching them how to pray, Jesus gives them, gives them metaphors. He, gives the, he shows them that we should ask God for things in the same way that we ask our parents for things. He tells them to ask God for good things. Just like at the end of the day, when we're tired or in the middle of the night, if we're scared, we go and we ask our parents for to get us the permission to play Minecraft or for a snack, a bedtime snack, or for whatever it may be, or just to play. God says, come and talk to God. Ask him for things, for good things, like you do with your parents. Ask like you do when you knock on your parents' door in the night. Ask in prayer like you do when, you're, when you just need good things from your parents. Why? Here's a, this is a bit of a harder question. Why do you guys think God tells us to ask him for, for, for good things? Bit of a harder question. Yeah, yeah, Elliot. Because he loves us. And Elliot, it's like he's read my notes. Why can we ask God for good things? Elliot says because he loves us. Does anyone else have reasons? Yeah, Berlin, do you have an answer? No, he says, huh. Yeah, Maisie. Because he's one of our, yes, he, yes, we do call God Father. Yeah, so it's like he's, it, like a father cares for his, his children, for his daughters and sons. Yeah. Yeah, Everett. Because he loves us so much. This is really good, guys. You got it. We can ask God for things in prayer because he loves us and because he wants to give us good things. He's not going to give us everything that we ever want. That actually probably wouldn't be good for us. If we got everything we ever wanted, it probably wouldn't be good for us. But God, like a good father, does, he loves us and he desires to give us good things. Um, so one other, one other thing. So you guys, I'm telling you guys about asking, uh, asking God for things. Um, I am wondering if you guys would ask me for anything. Is there anything you guys would ask me for that I could have? Reed. Reed wants a lollipop. Okay, here you go. There you go, buddy. Uh, Evan. I was going to ask for whatever's in the bowl. Whatever's in the bowl? Okay, I'll give you something in a bowl. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Everett, would you like something? Something? A lollipop, yeah, here. Okay, let me get you something. There you go. So some of the older kids can see the pattern with this. I, so you guys saw me holding the lollipops, and I asked you, you want to ask for anything, and you're just like, oh, I'll take a lollipop. I, I knew some of you kids would be like, oh, I'll take a rock. Um, 
and I, you asked for a lollipop, and I gave you a rock. So in this passage we just read, Jesus said, talking about prayer, he said, hey, you, all you, you, like, you know how to give your kids good things. When your kids ask for lollipops, you don't give them rocks. In the same way, God says, like, you who are evil know how to give your kids lollipops when they ask for them. And Jesus says, the fa- our Father in heaven is the same way in prayer. He knows how to give his children good things when they ask. So I am going to give you guys lollipops, okay? Okay. All right. Could I have help from some, and, some, and all the parents are like, oh, no. Uh, I'm, there's going to be trash from this, guys, and I need you, I'll need you to go back to your seats. I need you to make sure you, you dispose of the trash and be very, try to be very peaceful as you're sitting listening to the sermon and you have this sugar, okay? When I was in, uh, when I was in college, I had a friend who, uh, he did, it was something like a social experiment and like a growth exercise for him. He, he would just act, try to grow in boldness by just going and asking people for things, uh, he tried to develop like this muscle of like, hey, the worst something someone could do is say no. So I remember him talking about how he would go to a fruit vendor a few blocks from where we lived, and he would just go up to the fruit vendor and be like, hey, can I have that for free? And you, you know, the fruit vendor, I think, said no. But I think he would, I, 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 I tried to call him yesterday to try and remember what some of the examples were of what he did. I wasn't able to get a hold of him, but he, I definitely remember him coming back from call, from, at, at our, to our college house and sharing stories about how he asked people for random things, like, hey, can I have that thing you're carrying? And people would be like, sure, and would give it to him. And it was, this, it was an illustration. It, it showed him he, he learned a lot through doing it. One, that like, if you're willing to accept someone telling you no, you, have ac- you can have access to a lot of things. Like you're, you can feel really powerful. Also, just how socially scared people are to say no to someone but it was, an, it was an illustration for him just of the power of asking for things. And this passage that we have here, when Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray, it all really boils down to asking. It's about asking God for good things, just like I was teaching the kids. And here, I, the, we, we've ended our, our time in Genesis for the time being. Next week, we're going to b- begin a series on Philippians will be there th- uh, throughout the fall. And today, we're just t- I just want to take a one, ser- one, one service to talk about prayer. This is, this is the time of the year where we, we pray. In pa- years past, we've had, uh, you know, we've had weeks of prayer or newsletters for prayer. Today, we're going to have an event for, that where we're all going to pray together. Our, a, a lot of our fall ministries start here in the fall. There's a lot of ways the ministry calendar tracks with the academic calendar. This is a time of year where it's good to recenter on prayer. So I want to talk about prayer. I want to talk about asking, what Jesus teaches us in this passage. And I, I have two points for you. How to ask. What does Jesus say about how to ask in prayer? And what to ask for in prayer. And my, I'll, be drawing, I'll be putting most of my attention on uh, these, sto- not on the Lord's Prayer itself, though the Lord's Prayer is an illustration of what I'm going to say, but particularly Jesus' these stories he tells these made-up stories to try and illustrate points about prayer. So how to ask. Uh, Jesus, he begins by, by telling his disciples in verse 5, and this really goes through verse 10, in teaching them to ask. He gives them this, this example of, hey, if uh, you went to a, your friend's house, knocked on his door in the middle of the night, because you had someone that you had to give food to, they would 
probably, they would almost always open the door. They wouldn't tell you, hey, I'm already in bed, go away. They would open the door. In verse 8, Jesus says, they would, they would open the door not necessarily because you're their friend, but because, because of your impudence. So think about this. Let, let, let me flesh this out with a real life, real life story. Uh, my, my wife and I, we, a number of years ago, before we had kids, we used to open one of our rooms in our house for Airbnb. And we had a lockbox in front of our house, and folks would come, we'd give them the code, and they would come in and come stay in our house, yada, yada. And uh, there was one guy who, he was supposed to show up the following day, but he didn't, and I, so there was someone staying in the room, uh, but he showed up a day early at 3 a.m. in front of my house. And because he showed up a day early, the key wasn't in the lockbox, and I hadn't sent him the instructions yet. So he just like knocked intensely on our door. And I came, went downstairs at 3 a.m. without a bed for him to sleep in. And I was like, I was, I was like, sure, you can come in and you can sleep on our couch. And the guy was, to show up a day early and at 3 a.m., you know, when you're paying for a place by nights, like showing up at 3 a.m. is kind of like, are you showing up? Maybe he actually thought he was showing up on the right day. Um, I don't know. I, he, I think he was a rather impudent fellow. Um, and imagine if this guy showed up in my house 3 a.m. Oh, he's already impudent. And he needed food, which I didn't have. So I walked, you know, there, a number of you, I could walk to your house in the middle of the night if I had to. You're walking distance from my house. If I walked to your house at 3.30 a.m. and I banged viciously on the door. You didn't pick up the phone because it's 3.30 a.m. So I just banged intensely on the door. And I was like, hey, my friend came in. I need a loaf of bread because he's, he's here in the middle of the night. Would, I think most of you, if I came into that, you would give me the loaf of bread or you give me something. Some of you, you do it because I'm your friend. But many of you, even though you would call me a friend, you would give it to me just so I would go away. <laughs> just because of my impudence to be, just to solve the problem. This is the point Jesus is making in verse 8. He encourages us to ask, how should we ask? Impudently. And God gives to those who are asking persistently, impudently. Impudent. This is that's probably not a word that you, you use very often in everyday conversation. But this is how Jesus is telling us to ask for things. Here's the, the Merriam-Webster's, Merriam-Webster's definition for impudent. Marked by contemptuous or cocky boldness or disregard for others. That's what it means to be impudent. Here's some synonyms to try and fill it out. Audacious, brash, brazen, bold, impertinent. I, I almost thought of like putting irreverent on here. I think irreverent is too far. We should always be praying reverently. Just like the kids going and knocking on their, supposed to be knocking on their parents' doors, because none of them do. There should be some kind of respect and reverence always when we come to God in prayer. And yet, Jesus is teaching us to pray in such a way that like irreverence in the ballpark of impudence. Why can we pray this way? Why can we pray impudently? We can pray this way because the Father loves us. 
the kids set, the kids came to this point. They knew it. And we, our, 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 our grown-up brains, we know it too, but in our hearts, we rarely do. Read verse 13 with me again. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Like a good father with his children, he invites us to pour our desires out to him. We can pray impudently because the Father loves us. Uh, We also can pray impudently because we pray in Jesus' name. Through Jesus, through his life, through his death, through his resurrection, he has made a way. We can now be united with him by faith, anchored to him. So when we come to the Father, we pray in Jesus' name, we pray through Jesus, and we have the access to the Father that Jesus has, which this is what, this is the occasion for this passage, right? Is the, the disciples see Jesus coming back after spending time, hours, with the Father in prayer, and they're like, I want to do that too. And Jesus invites them into this way through which they can come through him in prayer. That's why when we close out a lot of our prayers at this church or around the dinner table by praying in Jesus' name. Why else can we pray impudently? Because the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. The Father loves us. We pray in Jesus' name. And the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Here's what Romans 8 says. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. We can pray impudently, brashly. We can risk praying imperfectly because God helps us pray. The Spirit is in us helping us pray. He's helping us like we help a a wobbly, cranky one-year-old learn how to walk. The Spirit is in us helping us pray, which means we can risk making mistakes in prayer. And to those of you, there are probably people all over the room today in terms of how you pray and what you pray for, how often you pray. I just want to invite you today if you come here, come here and you're like, I don't know how to pray like those people over there. Everyone else knows how, know how to pray better than me. I just want to tell you, Jesus is inviting you. If he's inviting you to pray impudently, it's an invitation to pray imperfectly. It's not about like a, a kid coming and asking for something in the middle of the night. It's not a perfectly worded gracious request. God invites you to come to him. There are ways to pray and not to pray. There are instructions there. There are ways to grow. There's wisdom there. But the most fundamental thing for I want you to hear in this how to pray is that God is a good father. We have access through Jesus and the spirits and the spirit helps us. So we can risk asking wrongly in prayer. How should we pray? Impudently. What to ask for? Uh, read verses 11 through 13 with me again. What father among you If his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So in Jesus' teaching about prayer here, these kids are asking for good, plain, basic things. A fish and an egg are things, these are things that people would eat to stay 
healthy. It's something a hungry kid would ask for. Uh, my example of dum-dums, not the best picture. You know, a fish is a lot more nourishing to a kid's body than a dum-dum is. But this is Jesus' example of what to ask for, is that kids asking for daily bread. So like a similar example in my own home of my kids asking me for things. I'm, I'm probably the thing I'm asked for the most is I'm asked, my, my sons ask me all the time for their water bottles. And they have many water bottles. They're sprinkled in all corners of the house and car. And even though I am evil and easily angered, especially in the morning, I will still go around the house looking to find my son's water bottles. Maybe In part, it's just because I don't want to give them a glass of water and have them spill on themselves. But I'll go and look for it. I won't give them poison or rocks instead to eat. I'll go get their water bottles. And if I notice it, give my son's water, this good, plain, basic thing, how much more will our Heavenly Father, who isn't evil, give them everything that they need? So what should we ask for? We should ask for good things, good, plain, basic things from our Heavenly Father. And if you're thinking about what, what could those things be to be asking for, it may be helpful to think about what are good things that you would wish for a friend? What are good things, if you think of him or you think of her, a friend of yours, that you'd want for his life? You'd want him to have the basic necessities, food, shelter. You'd want him to have favor at work and success at work. You'd want him or her to, to, to have a, if they're married, to have a strong, healthy marriage. Or if they want to be married, to be married. Or you want them to not, you want them to not feel alone. You want them to have a, a good structure around them of friends and family. You, you want the, your friend to have freedom from anxiety, from depre- freedom from depression, freedom from addiction. You want them to be protected from physical harm and sickness. The same things, good things, that you'd wish for for a friend are the same things that Jesus invites you to ask your heavenly Father for. And this is such a basic Christian teaching. In prayer, ask God for good things. Such a basic thing, but it feels so far from us on a day-to-day level, doesn't it? Do you believe that God wants to give you good things? This isn't saying that you're demanding a yacht or to win a lot, win the lottery. But do you believe that your heavenly Father wants to give you good things? Do you, do you ask the Father in prayer, assuming that he wants to give you good things? And I know unanswered prayer is a thing. It's a thing in this room. It's a thing in any, any, any room where this message will be preached. People who've prayed for good things a lot, impudently, and the answer's been no or not yet. Do you also trust that God knows best what you need and the timeline to give it to you? And that's the striking rub here with Jesus' invitation to ask for good things in prayer. We have a reasonable sense of what's good for us, like a kid asking for a fish. But ultimately, the parents know best what's best for the kids. God knows best. So it's two things at the same time. It's ask impudently, and God is the Father who knows best. It's both. Which is why 
we should ask for good things, but we should especially ask for the Holy Spirit. You saw that at the end of Jesus, the passage here in Jesus' words, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for him? And there's a theological conundrum in this, in asking for the Holy Spirit. As we read through the New Testament, we see that those who are in Christ have the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians, he says that for all those who are in Christ, we've been given the Holy Spirit. He's the seal, he's a deposit, a down payment, guarantee that we have. A, a promise of our future redemption. Why should we be asking for something that we already have? I mean, I just said myself that we can ask infinitely because the Holy Spirit is in us, helping us. Why should we be asking for the Holy Spirit? When praying for the Holy Spirit, when praying for Him to come, we aren't praying like those who don't already have Him, but we're praying for those who know that all life and goodness is found in God and in the Holy Spirit. That, that there's life that the Holy Spirit alone can bring. What does the Holy Spirit do? It's like a, a I was doing a tour of the New, of the New Testament yes, to, to prepare for this. Just thinking, what does the Holy Spirit do? Here's, here's a sampling of the things that He does. Those who are anointed by the Spirit proclaim good news to the poor. They set at liberty those who are oppressed. What else does he do? He convicts the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. He guides the church into all things. He, the, he, the Spirit sets us free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. He bears witness in us that we're children of God. He helps us to pray, Abba, Father. He helps us in our weakness. He reveals to us the thoughts of God so that we can understand what God has freely given to us. He, helps, he gives us knowledge, faith, healing, and wisdom. He bears fruit in us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He brings deliverance and makes us so Christ is honored in our bodies in the midst of suffering. He delivers the gospel to people in a power beyond words. These are things that the Spirit does. We should be asking for these things. In short, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives, He's the one who gives us all. Father loves us. We have access through Jesus. And things are given to us widely here. The Spirit. Asking for the Spirit is, is ultimately it's asking for God, who is the good one. And ultimately the purpose of prayer. We can ask infinitely for good things. But ultimately the purpose of prayer is that we should be asking for God Himself. Because He is the capital G. So I want to invite you to pray like this today. As I said at the beginning, this is a time of year when we call people to pray. The ministry year begins soon. Things get going. Kids ministry, home meetings. We welcome college students a lot more in the fall. We have all these retreats. We have outreaches. Today after the service, we're going to have a, a, time, a time of prayer together. We're going to meet down at the Children's Chapel. There's going to be some food to start. Carol Davis, Courtney Shank, they'll be leading us. Uh, you can bring your kids with you. Part of it's going to be a, a prayer walk, walking around, which kids would be able to participate in more. I want to invite you to come pray like this today. I invite you to come pray impudently that God will give our church, will give Liberty River Wars good things. 
and especially pray that you pour out the Spirit on our church this year. Like, let's, let's pray like God is a good Father who wants to give us, His beloved children, good gifts. Let's pray. Let's pray like we want God here this year. If there's going to be any new life in any of these things that I'm talking about, home meetings, kids' ministry, outreaches, the only life that's going to come in them is from His hand and from the Holy Spirit. So let's pray boldly like the kids who don't knock on the door but just go right in. Let's pray like that today. Let's pray like that as we turn into this new season. Let's pray like we want God here this year. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.